Now, take a moment, imagine, imagine for a moment that the only church in the world, there is only one church in the world, imagine, okay? There are many churches, I know. But imagine there's only one church in the, the entire world where we can go for mass and to receive communion. Let's say this church is St. Peter's Basilica in Rome. Just imagine for a second how that will be like. As beautiful as St. Peter's Basilica may be, as spacious as it is that it can contain thousands of people, it's still very difficult for us who live so far away, isn't it? And for centuries, during the time of the Old Testament, the situation was quite similar. So people from near and far had to go to the Temple of Jerusalem to offer sacrifice to God. That's the only place to go. This was because to our Jewish forefathers, the presence of God was most tangible and most concrete at the Holy of Holies at the Temple of Jerusalem. So the Temple in Jerusalem was the only place where people could offer animal sacrifice and the legitimate worship to God, and not in any other place. Uh, so once the Temple was destroyed, as it has happened a few times, and now the Temple is, is still uh, in ruins, there is no possibility to offer sacrifices to God anymore. Um, and that's the predicament of our Jewish brothers and sisters. Sure, there are synagogues everywhere uh, throughout the whole world. Um, I think the closest one is in Vallejo. People can read the scriptures and pray together at the synagogue, but it's still not the same as offering the sacrifice at the Temple of Jerusalem. Moreover, the participation at the Temple sacrifice was quite exclusive. Only Jewish men are, were allowed to enter the inner court of the temple to offer sacrifices and to pray to God over there in the inner court. A gentle man, Gentile man like me, a goim, um, has to become a Jewish to convert to Ju Judaism before I will be allowed to be in. And for women, forget about it, Jewish or not, women could only be at the outer court, not the inner court. And anyone who violates this rule is punishable by death. However, when Jesus Christ came, all these were changed. During his earthly ministry, he walked all around Palestine, revealing the kingdom of God to both Israelites and Gentiles alike. See, he is the true God, the Son of God. He was walking around outside Jerusalem. That was astounding to, in the eyes of the Old Testament. At his Last Supper, he left us the Eucharist, which also is his real presence. Jesus also commanded the apostles and their disciples to celebrate the same Eucharist until he comes again in glory, basically until the end of the world. And after his ascension and after the Pentecost, the apostles indeed went all over the world preaching the death and resurrection of Jesus and they also celebrated the Eucharist wherever they went. And their disciples also followed their examples, the, the example and the teachings of the apostles. They were preaching the gospel, celebrating the Eucharist, 
wherever they went. In addition, the apostles and their disciples baptized men and women of all nations, bring them into the church, which is the family of God the Father and the mystical body of Jesus Christ. So we can see that our God is a God who truly reaches out to the entire humanity. He did it gradually. He revealed himself more and more and more. When the time is right, as I said, the son became the father's first missionary to reveal to the full the father's great love for all of us. And after his ascension, the apostles and their disciples continued this mission until the ends of the world. The result is that Jesus never truly left us behind. Even though we don't see him physically as a person, he is with us wherever, and he is with us all the time. Wherever we find ourselves, as long as we can find a Catholic church, we can go worship God the Father by offering the holy sacrifice of the Mass. We can participate in the Mass, which is entering into the self-offering of Jesus Christ on the cross. We can also pray in front of the tabernacle, which is where the true God dwells. We can even receive him into ourselves when we receive the Eucharist. Moreover, as I said, the church is open to all nations. The disciples baptize men and women of all nations. And the Eucharist is also open to all the baptized Catholics as long as they are well disposed to receive the Lord, both men and women alike. And all these have been foretold by the prophets of the Old Testament and Jesus himself. In the first reading, we've heard prophet Isaiah tell us that one day, foreigners who join themselves to the Lord to minister to him, to love the name of the Lord, to become his servants, them I will bring to my holy mountain. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be acceptable on my altar. For my house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples. And in today's gospel, Jesus tells the Samaritan woman that you will worship the Father neither on this mountain, so Mount Gerizim, where the Samaritan temple was located, and is still located, nor in Jerusalem, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. And indeed, the Father seeks such people to worship him. And of course, we also have to emphasize, we also cannot forget that our relationship with God is much, much more than just God and me. Because Jesus established his church as a body. If a body, then there is a unity. So think about this. My fingers and my arms could reach pretty far, but they are all connected to the body. And the body is under the head, which directs the, all the movements of the body. Similarly, the church might reach out to every corner of the world, but all the communities share one Lord Jesus worship one holy trinity, profess one faith. And all the communities and churches and ministries of the church are also animated by one holy spirit. This unity means that we and all the parishes and missions in the diocese are all in union with our Bishop Soto and through him with Pope Francis. 
all the bishops in the Catholic Church are also thereby in communion with each other. And we are all under the head of the church, the true head, the divine head, who is Jesus Christ, who directs all the ministries of the church. And so for this reason, all the ministries of our parish and every parish are done in the name of the bishop. So everything that we do here are done in the name of Bishop Soto. And we also obey all of his directives. This is because Bishop Soto is the a successor of the apostles who safeguards the authentic teaching of the church. So this is what we are celebrating today, the dedication of the cathedral, the symbol, a sign of Bishop Soto's teaching authority and a sign of all of his ministries of serving the people of God in our diocese. As St. Paul tells us today in the second reading, we are fellow citizens with the Holy Ones and members of the household of God, built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Jesus Christ himself as the capstone. Through him, the whole structure is held together and grows into a temple sacred to the Lord. And finally, we can ask the question, why? Why did God do all these? The answer is simple. The answer is because he loves us. He wants to be so close to us. He wants us to be able to find him easily. And in this love, he transforms us. He makes us holy through the seven sacraments and especially the Eucharist so that we may be worthy to be the temple of the Holy Spirit where the Holy Spirit truly dwells. And in this perspective, I think it's truly providential that um, our cathedral is named after the Blessed Sacraments. And as I said, we are celebrating the dedication of this cathedral a week after Corpus Christi Sunday. And so God, in his love, sanctifies us so that when we meet God at the end of our earthly journey, our souls are splendid and without blemish. And as the temple of the Holy Spirit, we know that God dwells in us. We can pray to God and be enlightened by our Lord in our heart. And it is in this love that the God of God the Father and the power of the Holy Spirit, we grow in our likeness, our resemblance to our Lord Jesus Christ in our love for each other and in our proclamation of the gospel. And this, my brothers and sisters, is how we build up the kingdom of God.